Hello and welcome to the Christmas special of the Addicted Austinite. Today I'm going to talk to you about Georgian Christmases and what better day to do it than the 21st of December, the winter solstice, which is one of my favourite days of the year. So... Christmases during Jane's life were definitely not the Christmases um, that we know now. It's a well-known fact that a lot of our Christmas traditions as we know them actually come from Queen Victoria, whose reign began long after Jane's died. Uh, but the Georgians did celebrate Christmas, only the Yule logs were actually wood instead of chocolate, and St Nicholas's Day and Twelfth Night were just as important as Christmas Day itself. For the Georgians, Christmas season would generally start on the 6th of December, aforementioned St Nicholas's Day, uh, and it would carry on to the same date in January, Twelfth Night. So yes, that does mean that Jane probably had a lot of birthdays and Christmases mixed together, a pain I know all too well. <laughs> Christmas Day itself was a national holiday, um, which is common today, but was a far cry from just a century earlier, uh, when Christmas had been banned completely by Oliver Cromwell when he took over. Christmas, of course, was reinstated with Charles II, uh, and it was once again a popular holiday by the time that Jane was born. It would appear that the Georgian era was the beginning of the end for these longer extended celebratory periods, um, spreading out the Christmas joy um, over several weeks rather than cramming everything into a couple of days like we do now and this is down to new labour laws and the industrial revolution which meant that people found it harder to start celebrating earlier because they were still working. In terms of activities Christmas for the Georgians was very much like Christmas for us it's all about seeing family and friends and most importantly eating a lot of food. Four of the six of Jane's novels do mention Christmas in some capacity. There is a ball held uh, at this time during Mansfield Park. Uh, the Bennets have relatives over um, for the Christmas holidays in Pride and Prejudice. Mr Willoughby dances the night away in Sense and Sensibility and Mr and Mrs Weston throw a party in Emma. Now, balls and parties did make up most of the Christmas celebrations for Georgians. And as I said, food was of paramount importance. The main event was goose or turkey, with the former being preferred, uh, and venison being the meat of choice for the gentry. Because if you can't show off for Christmas, when can you? 1714 anecdotally saw the reintroduction of Christmas or plum pudding and Christmas just wouldn't be Christmas without plum pudding um, <laughs> though the sources don't always agree on, on how it came back um, but by the time Jane was celebrating Christmas it was a staple of the dinner lineup. So the past 
isn't always such a foreign place as it may seem at times. The same things will always drive humanity, even if interpretations change, uh, food and family being a key priority for us. Another tradition in common that we have with the Georgians was gift giving, though from Jane's letters it would seem that presents within the Austen family at least had a more practical purpose than they might today, books and quills and ink being popular, though it was a chance to purchase things that you wouldn't usually rationalise spending on during the normal year. The main difference, besides the length of celebration, uh, of a Georgian Christmas was the decoration. So obviously, first of all, there was no Christmas tree. That was one of Queen Victoria's contributions. Uh, And the decorations around the house um, were evergreens and holly, lots of foliage, not so much tinsel and baubles and things like that. Um, And although for the Georgians the Christmas season began on the 6th of December, it was actually considered bad luck to put up any decorations before Christmas Eve, and they could only stay up until January the 6th for the same reason. The main decoration of a Georgian Christmas was the Christmas fire, which included the Yule log. As I said, this was actually made of wood and not of chocolate. (laughs) It was chosen and cut on Christmas Eve and the lock would be lit with a piece of wood that was saved from last year's Yule log. Again, another sign of good luck. Christmas was a very superstitious event for the Georgians, it would seem. Uh, Boxing Day was also quite different than it is for us. Instead of recovering from food comas and hangovers of Christmas Day, the Georgians would instead spend St Stephen's Day, as they called it, giving to charity and employers would give their servants Christmas boxes and thus we get today's name for it. Rounding out Georgian Christmas celebrations would be Twelfth Night. Uh, It's another party involving a lot of food and games. One game in particular, Snapdragon, I am rather glad has actually been (laughs) lost to history. It involves dousing raisins in brandy in a bowl, setting them on fire and taking turns to grab them from the pile and pop pop them in your mouth without burning yourself. And I thought Twister was painful. Another big part of Christmas Day, especially for the Austins, with Mr Austin being the rector, was the Christmas sermon. Though Jane actually missed her first ever Christmas sermon, being only nine days old at the time. Going to church on Christmas Day was very popular during this period and is still done today, though for many, uh, myself included, it isn't a priority and we have evolved beyond the religious aspects and roots of Christmas, um, going beyond uh, the Christian roots and before that pagan. So, If we could bring Jane forward in time to celebrate a 2018 Christmas, I think she might be a little taken aback 
by our celebrations, I have no doubt that she would have something snarky to say about the consumerism and the commercialism that encapsulates our Christmases uh, these days. But she would certainly recognise the need to celebrate. And I would love to hear from you if there are any of these Georgian traditions that you do with your family at home though I do hope nobody is playing Snapdragon. It is a health and safety nightmare. And to finish the podcast, I'm going to leave you with Jane's words uh, to a family member at this time. I wish for you a cheerful and at times even a merry Christmas. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Addicted Austenite. Please like and share us and keep listening for more awesome Jane Austen content. And as ever, leave me a comment on this episode and tweet me at Kath Price Author. I will see you in the new year for the first part of my timeline of historical events during Jane's life. It's really jam-packed so you're not going to want to miss it. Happy reading, Merry Christmas, your faithful servant, the author.